0: Is the body something to be ignored or something to be cherished? Does our mind work in mysterious ways or is there a rhyme and reason for its operation? Do the mind and the body work together or are they two separate entities? And where is the spirituality in all this, if there even is any spirituality at all? On this episode of Some Random Thoughts, I'll be discussing the mind-body connection and what we can learn from these two very important aspects of ourselves. Take a listen. Hello and welcome to another episode of Some Random Thoughts. This is Ryan Malkowski. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the mind-body connection. We're going to be talking about... Does our mind and our body, and some would argue a spirit or a soul, do they all exist? And if they all exist, do they all work together? And if they all work together, how do we keep them in alignment? How do we keep them healthy? How do we keep them fresh and vital so that way we can live the very best lives we possibly can? And this is something that I have thought about a lot. Actually, if you want to check it out on my Instagram, at Ryan Malkowski, I actually did a 30-day exploration called Soul and Body, um, which I'll be starting back up early next year. But my first 30-day exploration covered many different topics about general spirituality that applies to all of us whether we are religious or not religious but things that we can just all attain and find accessibility in to enrich our lives and I think it was a really good experiment for me it helped me to center myself in the hopes of providing other people um, the ability to create space and to center themselves as well. So if you want to check that out, please check that out at, uh, on, on my Instagram, at Ryan Mulkowski, um, And then you'll see on my profile a section called Soul and Body, and you'll see um, some curated announcements there. But then if you actually check out the IGTV section on my profile, I'll have all of my series Unsoul and body there for your listening And your meditation But what I want to talk about is You know how I think a lot of times we neglect The very reality of Our body, our mind, our spirit All being interconnected with one another I think a lot of times we We look at our bodies Or we meditate and ponder on our minds, and we go, do these two things really work together? Because I feel like a lot of times there's disconnect. For example, I know one thing that I struggle with is kind of my self-image, right? So a lot of times I could be very critical of the way I look physically, Oh, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not fit enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm getting bald. Um, You know, a lot of the negative self-talk I think that a lot of us struggle with when we talk about ourselves and view ourselves when we look in the mirror. Um, You know, that's a struggle that I have, and I think, you know, I never really had a good answer or a good antidote to combat the negative self-talk about my appearance until recently because at my own detriment, my former faith and spirituality and the beliefs and values I held there didn't give me much hope when it came to my body because it seemed like there was conflicting information in the sacred text I was reading or the teaching or preaching that I would hear about the body. Or a lot of times, you know, you would hear one thing, but you'd see people do another. And it was frustrating me for me because whether I knew it or not at the time, I was embodying all of that belief and all of that teaching, and it was affecting how I viewed myself. And, but then I had to kind of reflect on that while I had a lot of bad teaching, um... Maybe in my life That there is sacred text In my former faith That said that my body was a temple And it's not just in my former faith of Christianity But it was in A lot of different religious beliefs Talk about the body And really treasure and value the body And so I think it's important that we all Have a better understanding of our body And I'm just going to read to you a couple quotes Um, The first one is by Martha And she says, the first step on a spiritual path today is a return to a sense of one's own body. And, you know, if you would have asked me before if that was true, I would have never even given this quote a second thought. But now when I read this quote, it really hits me that my body is what I have as a vehicle, as a vessel to interact with this world that I cannot really interact with this world in any other meaningful way without my body. And we have to be careful about how we talk about our bodies because a lot of times we fall into this trap of ableism where we talk about how some bodies are good and some bodies are not good. Or we can talk about, you know, other negative things like fat phobia and um, other detrimental ideas that we can shape and process as, as as a result of having a misunderstanding of the body but the one thing we should all agree on and and the one thing that I think we all have in common is that I think at one point in our lives we all struggle with our bodies and I think at one point in our lives we all need to come to accept that our body is a is a temple it is something that we need to take care of and whether you have religious belief or spiritual belief or not You only get one body, right? It's not like I can just screw up this body and then if something goes bad, I get another body and then I get another body. That's not necessarily true. I mean, we get one body in this one life. And so we all need to treat it with reverence and with care. And I'm still learning how to do that. But I never took my body seriously and I never treated my body seriously. Up until recently, and I realized that I am much better mind, body, and spirit. Excuse me, mind, body, and spirit. I am much better. I feel much more whole and much more at peace when I feel like I'm taking care of my body well. Uh, and the second quote is by Buddha, and it says, Our body is precious, it is a vehicle for awakening. Treat it with care. And so, reading that quote by the Buddha has been just very enlightening for me and has been very transformative in my understanding that spirituality cannot just be an intellectual exercise it has to be a lived exercise and we live through our bodies so you know i want to talk a lot about the body because it's something that we don't talk about it's something that we hesitate to really want to engage with and have honest discussion about because we all have very strong feelings about our bodies and our bodies are very special to us and they're very vulnerable and they're very sacred and we don't want to offend anyone else when we talk about each other's bodies and we really shouldn't be talking about each other's bodies as much as we should be talking about our own bodies and then for the person who's talking to have the boldness and courage and vulnerability to be able to do it, which is a process in and of itself. And then for the listener to be able to listen to that person who's talking about their body with reverence and respect and just be in a posture of just receiving what they have to say and to really understand that lived experience without any kind of pretense or judgment or criticism. Um, one of my favorite books, a book I, I refer to often, Um, almost every day if not every day is uh, spiritual literacy by frederick and mary ann brusat and it's basically reading the sacred in everyday life and what i love about it is that it's just a compilation of just a lot of wisdom from a lot of different teachers over the centuries and and a lot of different subjects but this is um what the book has to say about the body In its opening it says the world the world's religions encourage us to view the body as a reliable companion as a capable mediator of our experience of the world as a vehicle for transformation and as a temple of God. And I just thought, man, that is just one sentence that is just so powerful and so rich and so packed with just some valuable wisdom that I think we could just break it down a little bit and discuss it. So the first part of that sentence was, the world's religions encourage us To view the body as a reliable companion So let's talk about that The reliable companion aspect Um, Do we refer to our bodies as companions? Are we friends with our body? Um, Do we love our body? Do we respect our body? Do we give our bodies consent To thrive And to be What it needs to be so that way we can move through our life in very intentional and powerful ways one person that I have followed for about a year and I've really appreciated her wisdom is Jamie Lee Finch and if you want to check her out you can go to her Instagram or her Twitter um, or you could just google Jamie Lee Finch she has a website she has a book Um, And she talks a lot about kind of how people can inhabit trauma in their bodies and that trauma is detrimental to our view of ourselves and we can really... take the time to either ignore all of that and it just compounds upon itself or we can really try to tackle it and process it and grow to love our bodies but I think you know a lot of what she talks about you know through social media is how religion when it is channeled incorrectly can damage us not just mentally and emotionally and spiritually but physically as well you have a lot of very negative things that have come out of certain forms of religion such as purity culture and modesty culture and sexual ideas of how to be with another person and you get a lot of this just very unhealthy discussion that comes out of certain veins of religion and yet like I said, the world's religions—if you really look at sacred text— one of the things that it talks about is this idea of um, of a reliable companion that we that our bodies are, are 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 gifts. If you look at it from the perspective of religion and spirituality, our bodies are gifts. Our bodies are provided to us from God through the you know the providence of two people coming together to birth a human being and that whole process is yes of course there's scientific and biological explanations for it but there is still a mystical sacredness to it that it it can even happen right um, if you just look at it through a spiritual lens, you realize it, it is a special act that happens. Um, in that you don't have to have any kind of pretense of belief, but you just are kind of aware and you're just in awe that this this very thing, you know, the birth of life can happen. and And, and that we inhabit these bodies that are very... Unique And can do very Amazing things Um, It's Really humbling It's really amazing The next thing they talk about is uh, That the world's religions Encourage us to view the body As a capable mediator Of our experience of the world So How I interpret that piece is You know we have our mind Or our conscience Uh, consciousness excuse me kind of the thinking part of ourselves we have the world which is everything external to us and then we have our bodies and our bodies kind of are this mediator they are this go between between the internal and the external between ourselves and how we interact with everything around us our bodies are the vessel in which we are able to do that So our experience with the world happens through these bodies. And yes, these bodies are imperfect. All of our bodies are imperfect. I would say there is no body that is perfect. Uh, And I mean no body and no body. (laughs) I I did not mean that to be clever at all. It just came out that way. But there is this... Understanding that our bodies are the way that we interact with this world, we cannot interact this world in some um, non-body kind of entity. We cannot be ethereal ghosts or spirits that just roam around the world. Um, that's that's not how it works. So, our body is a capable mediator. It's capable in in the sense that we get to interact with the world because of it Um, even though some of us may have limited capabilities or capabilities that other people have that we don't or vice versa doesn't mean that we're not capable we are still capable no matter what because we're here we exist and as long as we have a body and as long as we have a conscience and they are both operable we can interact with this world and that is a gift Uh, the third thing The world's religions encourage us to view the body as a vehicle for transformation. So we can transform our bodies, as we know, just as much as we can transform our minds. Um, Our bodies are like clay. They can be molded into whatever fashion we choose to mold it into. I'm always impressed by athleticism, and I'm always impressed by, you know, people that are really able to take the body and push it to new bounds that we never thought possible. One of the things that I've always enjoyed watching is the Olympics. And every four years, you know, you get the Summer Olympics and the Winter Olympics. They So technically, every two years, you're going to get either Summer or Winter, but every four years, those events take place. And it's amazing how, you know, you have this thing, this concept called a record, whether it's a world record or an Olympic record, you know, you have a record for, you know, a time that is established as the best time in a particular event. And it's amazing. Every time somebody breaks that record, it's a feat. It's it. You were able to push a bound that you thought could not be pushed and it gets pushed And so it is a very amazing thing that the human body can just reach potentials that we were not thought possible, but they are possible. Um, I think that, you know, athleticism is just one example of how we show that our bodies can just be pushed to transformation time and time and time again, Um, you can tell people that really love themselves and love their bodies versus those who don't by what their bodies mean to them and how well they take care of their bodies. And it doesn't mean that only skinny people or um, fit people care about their bodies Like I said, we do not need to go into an ableist or into a um, fat phobic type of understanding about the body that's negative and it's um, exclusionary and it's not helpful in the discussion. But what we can talk about is there are people who are confident in their bodies. There are people that love their bodies and there are people that are unashamed of their bodies and that's where we kind of need to be with our bodies that's the kind of relationship that we need to have with our bodies is no matter where we are with our body we should always love our body and 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 always um care for our bodies and respect our bodies because look if your body's not where you want it to be but you keep on doing the negative self-talk of i wish it didn't look this way i wish it wasn't this weight i wish i was taller i wish i was whatever um if you keep on perpetuating that negative self-talk about your body then it kind of limits your capacity for happiness and if you limit your capacity for happiness then you limit your capacity for motivation which will lead you down a road where you don't have the desire to transform and really the desire to transform and to take action is, is monumental for uh, for us in every aspect of our lives. And so we need to really love our bodies no matter what state our body is in. The next thing and the last thing is the world's religions encourage us to view the body as a temple of God. Now, here we go. If you're not religious and and you've had the opportunity to listen to any of my previous episodes or this episode you're listening to right now you might be saying all right here we go with the god thing like why is he talking about god i'm not here to propose and i have never proposed anybody to have a specific view of god whatever that means or i've never proposed people taking on a, a, a particular viewpoint of religious or spiritual belief or identity That is up to each and every individual to determine for his or herself. It is not for me to espouse what people should believe or not believe. But I will say this. If you have religious or spiritual belief, then you should view your body as a temple of God. You should view it as a creation to be praised for and grateful for and thankful for, you should view the body as this mystical, wonderful aspect of God's mind, you know. Um, our bodies. Our temples so let's think of the temple itself i mean the temple as a structure as a building it's a sacred space right that's what a temple is it's a sacred space for us to honor and to you know worship god and our bodies are temples our bodies are the vehicle in which we can reflect back to god our sincere thanks and gratitude And one of the ways that we reflect back a sincere thanks and gratitude toward God is by treating our bodies well. By taking care of our bodies, it's an act of worship to God. So when we don't take care of our bodies, we are, in essence, I wouldn't say making God sad, but I would just say, where you know it's not being in a state of gratitude or things but we don't need to beat ourselves up when we have moments in our lives which we all will when we don't take care of our bodies but when we feel like we have come to a conscious awareness and acknowledgement that we haven't been taking care of our bodies then we can just shift into a, a time where we can start taking care of our bodies and that itself is an act of worship um to be able to redeem ourselves when we have fallen away from an ideal is an act of worship. It's an act of it's an act of self-love. If you don't want to view it as an act of worship, just view it as an act of self-love. Radical self-love is what we need in this world more than ever. And so if we can radically love ourselves, respect ourselves, care for ourselves, we will do ourselves an amazing work which will then spill over into every facet in our lives and will make everybody that we come into contact with better for it um, according to uh, the book spiritual literacy they do have a section at the end where it says spiritual exercises or rituals and so I just want to talk in the last few moments about some spiritual exercises or rituals that you can do Um, To really reflect on your body and to maybe become acquainted or reacquainted with your body. Um, Whether it is to look at it as a reliable companion, a capable mediator of our experience with the world, a vehicle for transformation, or as a temple of God. It is time for us to reconnect with our bodies and to really love our bodies again. Um, One thing that the book says you can do is write blessings for the different parts of your body. So, you know, say, you know, I'm thankful for my hands because they allow me to create and to do work or maybe to hold my child or to, um, you know, use a steering wheel so I can drive and go to work just think of just think of everything that you do with your hands you eat you bathe yourself you drive you pick up your children you hold your spouse you um Maybe exercise with your hands. You do so many different things. And this is just one part of the body. So think about all the different parts of your bodies, and just write blessings for those different parts. Um, Another thing you can do is you can create a brief memorial service for a loved one on the anniversary of his or her death. Try to reconnect with this person whose spirit is still bearing fruit in your life. This is kind of talking about grief and loss, and that's going to come up in a future episode, but I think the reason why we talk about it, or the book here talks about it in in the section of body, is because part of the... Not to go too deep into grief and loss, because I will talk about that in a future episode, but one of the most difficult parts of grief is obviously losing the person that you love physically that that person is gone whatever your belief about the spiritual realm or the afterlife is 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 kind of another thing to to you know to ponder and discuss for you and, and think through for yourself but i want to go back to the previous thing which is whatever your beliefs is is kind of disconnected from the reality of the situation which is when somebody dies that person is gone physically so all you're left with is the fond memories amongst other different things which one of those things is how is that how has that person made an impact in your life and how are you bearing the fruit of their um of their relationship with you of their companionship with you of their wisdom shared toward you how, how do you bear that the reason why we do memorial services and funerals and celebrational life services and things like that is because we honor people that we've lost in our lives because those people have made an impact in our lives and those people and then like the book says we will bear fruit in our lives in part of the people that have made impact in our lives So that's one thing you can do. And unfortunately, because of COVID-19 and the pandemic that we are still in, I think a lot of us have probably lost people or know someone who has lost somebody to death, either due to the pandemic or other circumstances. And it's a good reminder for us that we should always honor, no matter how long it's been, we should honor those who we have lost in our lives and reflect on those people. Um... The last thing that I'll share in the book is um, another spiritual exercise or ritual you can do is take a shower or a bath, thinking of your body as a temple of God. The next time you engage in your exercise program, consider your movements as devotional acts or prayers. So what you can do in that ex- in that example is, let's say you're doing an exercise. Let's say you're doing a push-up. As you're doing a push-up, you can meditate or do a a, a prayer or an act of gratitude like wow thank you so much for allowing me to have the strength to be able to do this push-up to have the capability of doing it whatever you do whatever type of exercise it is can be any type of exercise try to think of ways you can be grateful for what you've done and what you can do and will do and what you've done in your past and I think just a closing thing about the body is look, we're all going to go through different aspects and different phases of our bodies, you know, and we will gain capability and lose capability throughout our lifespan. But one thing we should ponder about is no matter where we are in our life, what can we be grateful for? Um, And then in aspects of our lives that we have a lot of trauma or a lot of pain or a lot of grief, how do we externalize those things? How do we get those things outside of our bodies, outside of ourselves, so we can process them and we can move through those things and we can let go of those things that are causing us the trauma and the pain? And that way, those things no longer continue to hurt us but they can continue to inform us and they can continue to help us become stronger and more empathetic and more finely aware and keenly aware about the fragility of life and it but its equal preciousness as well thank you so much for listening to this episode of some random thoughts I hope you and yours continue to be well and I look forward to you, I look forward for you to listen to our future episodes and our previous episodes. Um, you can always check out my website at RyanMolkowski.com for more details and for lots of other content. So thank you so much for listening. Be well. Thank you so much for listening to the Some Random Thoughts podcast with me, Ryan Mulkowski. If you would like more information about me and my work, you can check me out at www.ryanmulkowski.com. That's M-U-L-K-O-W-S-K-Y. And make sure to check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ryan Mulkowski. Thank you so much. Take care.